these men's meetings for, for uh, one of these church meetings for men. And he went there and he, he was encouraged to learn that he was the head of his home and he was, uh, you know, he, he wore the pants in the family and he brought home the bacon and he made the decisions in his home. And I tell you, he went home from that meeting and he was fired up and he got home and he told his wife, he said, let me tell you something, lady. I am the man of the, this home. I bring home the bacon. I wear the pants. I'm the one in charge and you are going to do what I say. And he didn't see her for about two weeks. Yep. And the swelling in his eyes finally went down and he was able to see her again, right? Just pop right in the, right? Yeah. And, uh, they, you know, they, they, you know, that's not submission that we're talking about tonight, okay? That doesn't, that doesn't uh, work real well. And let me say this, it's not really biblical. That's the issue. And so I want to look at this tonight. If you remember, we've been in Ephesians for quite some time. This is actually the 32nd message in the book of Ephesians. And it, where we are right now in Ephesians chapter 4 and chapter 5, uh, we have been commanded to walk in the Spirit, which is what, what is walking in the Spirit, right? It's just it's walking in obedience. Every time you, you uh, come to a crossroads in life and you decide to obey God over the flesh, you are walking in the Spirit. And we are commanded to walk in the Spirit on a day-to-day basis. You know what the wonderful thing is also? There are times that we don't walk in the Spirit. And you know what the wonderful thing is? We can immediately seek forgiveness and get right back into walking in the Spirit, right? It's not some weird thing, some thing out in the ethereal that we're trying to find under a rock somewhere or up on some high mountain or trying to... Remember, if, if, if you... Uh, came into Christ at a younger age or, or, or even in a church setting at a younger age and there's this thing to find the will of God like it was some mysterious thing that once you found it, the, your life is set, right? Well, no, it's, it's like walking in the Spirit. The, the will of God is just obedience to the voice of God every day. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. But we've been commanded to walk in the Spirit. And there are evidences of one who is walking in the Spirit. And this is not really, uh, I don't think this is something that we use to necessarily totally inspect the ones around us. But more of it's a thing of introspection, right? On ourselves, right? And so one of the evidences that we see of walking in the Spirit is, we'll see in our, in our chapter we saw was that you have a song. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart as unto the Lord. And so we know when we are walking in the Spirit, I'm telling you, you we have a song. We have a song of joy. We have a song of thanksgiving. Uh, an, a, uh, uh, an evidence of walking in the Spirit is thankfulness. Living a thankful lifestyle. That is an evidence of one walking in the Spirit. And the third area that we saw in our text of one that is walking in the Spirit, it manifests itself in submission. Submission. Dirty word, isn't it? Submission. No, we all submit to something and someone. We choose to submit. The, the, the problem lies in our choice of submission. That's where the battle lines are drawn. And so we see here that submission is a heart issue. It's a heart issue, right? And there are three areas that we saw that are, there are three areas of submission that we see in our world. We see there's, there's submission in creation. God has created this world and it all uh, fits in order and there's submission within that. I don't have time to go into the, into the details of the science of that, but there's submission in creation. We looked at that several weeks ago. There's submission in the Godhead. Let me say this, and let me encourage you with this. God submits. 
Jesus submitted to the Father. Listen, if God could live a life in this human flesh of submission, right? If he thought it necessary to live that, how could we come out of this scenario and think it doesn't apply to us? Well, it does. So there's submission within the Godhead. And then we see, thirdly, there's submission in relationships. And as we home in on the relationship aspect of this, we see that there's submission in the home. There's submission between wives to husbands. There's submission between husbands to God. And there's submission to children and to parents. And so we see here there is a chain of command. We've seen the chain of command, right? There's a chain of command. We saw this in the Godhead. And there's a, the Father sent the Son. The Son sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings uh, those that are being drawn to Jesus Christ. Jesus brings them to the Father, right? There's a chain of command within the Godhead. And there's a chain of command within the home. We know this tonight, right? The God, husband, wife, children. Watch, when this is out of order, there is confusion. Right? There's confusion. We're living in it today. We're living it. I mean, people have all of their freedoms. They have all of their liberties now. They're just living it up in their homes. And our nation is absolute chaos. And they're, friend, they're not happy. They're not enjoying life. All right? You, you go to the job, Brother Earl, Brother Allen, Brother Jim. Well, you just, you just work by yourself, Jim, in your car. Um, you may not. You might be chaos in your own car too. I don't know. I I know when I'm by myself, there's chaos. But but you you see it right. You see it in the job site. I mean, these people's lives. They talk to you about their life, and you're like, what a mess. If they would just live their life, get saved, and lived it to the according to the word of God, my goodness, life would be easier. But listen, don't forget this. The way of the transgressor, the Bible says, is hard. It's hard. It never works out well. It never, it never works out right, ever, ever. Right. And so we see when, when submission is out of order, when the chain of command is out of order, there's confusion, there's confusion, there is chaos. You know, a home should be a place of peace. For the child of God, it should be a refuge. It should be like no other home in the neighborhood if, if you know, of those that aren't in Christ, right? Your home shouldn't be more chaotic than the lost man's home across the street. It really shouldn't be. It, what, what's going, there's something out of order if it is. It brings, when you're out of order, there's, there's confusion. There is chaos. Watch this. It's in the text. Or eventually, we're not going to get into it, to it tonight. But there is a distorted picture. There is a distorted picture of Christ and his bride. There is a distorted picture of Christ and his church, which would be a, a picture of order, a picture of peace, a picture of hope, a picture of love, a, a picture of, of helping, of contributing. Oh, you know, you know, you go in years and years ago, and uh, especially in the agricultural parts of the world that are heavily agricultural, and it was normal to help a neighbor. It was normal to put up hay with a neighbor. It was normal to, 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 for the ladies to go to the house where another lady is having a baby. It was normal to do things like that. And I mean, that's just, that's just what, what um, uh, an orderly, godly scenario looks like. It's, it's, a, it's a place of help. And so we see here that um, when things are out of order, 
lastly, it leaves the home open for satanic attack. And we're going to see this actually in the definition of a word. I don't want to get there yet, but we'll see that here in just a minute. Now, bear with me. Sometimes I feel like this is a little bit eclectic. I don't, it shouldn't be. We're just going through the verses. And uh, my mind goes all over the place at times. But uh, just pray that I can hone in on this uh, well and to uh, uh, keep uh, in order. <laughs> How do you like that? And so you're like, yeah, right. You ought to be in order, buddy. So I'm trying, okay. So the first thing I do want to look at is order. Look at, look at verse uh, 22. Uh, wives, submitting yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. I mean, we saw here the order in the Godhead. I talked about that. And I talked about submission in the Godhead. And uh, listen, get this down. God is a God of order. And I know this is, it's not rocket science tonight, right? God is a God of order, and things out of order are things that are not of God. Things out of order are things that are not of God. And there is definitely an order in the home. Now, don't forget the context here of chapter 5. Verse 21 kind of sums it up. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God, right? This is, listen, submission is a heart thing. Submission is a, is a child of God thing. It is a Christian thing. It is not just a wife thing, right? It, we, we, we all of us are to live with hearts and attitudes of submission. But he begins here, when we're talking about submission within the home, he begins here with the wife. Why? Well, it's because she has more problems, no, 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 no. I, I knew that would work. No, it's not why. Watch, it's because of how God works within the chain of command and order within the home. I, think about this. Go back to Adam and Eve. Remember Adam and Eve? Remember those two? Right? How can we forget them? It's all of our problems today. Look at Adam and Eve. When Adam, when Adam hearkened unto his wife, and sinned willfully, and sin came into the world, right? God called to account, he reckoned them up, and he called the serpent, he called Adam, and he called Eve. Do you remember the order that God dealt with each one of them? What did he do? He talked to the serpent first, he talked to Eve second, and then he talked to Adam last. Why? There is a chain of command there, actually. There really was. The serpent really, that snake really wasn't as responsible. Uh, how do I say this? He really wasn't that as responsible to God in a, in a back and forth relationship. The snake, I don't know how this worked, and however, but, but really in my mind the snake allowed Satan to use him. And the, the serpent, the physical, actual, literal serpent was cursed and... and you know, I mean, you can look at scientists and say, oh, well, look, they, look, they used to have legs. Well, yeah, well, God cursed them to walk on their belly forever, right? And so that, that snake was, 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 uh, was cursed by God. God dealt with the serpent first, but he came to Eve second and then Adam lastly, right? So we see here the entire home is responsible to God. I'm going back to the home now. The father, the mother, the husband, the wife, and if there's children, the children. They are all responsible to God. 
The, if you have children and grown children, right, those children will never answer for your home to before God someday. Your, the, your wife will, will never answer before God for the home someday. If you're the husband here tonight, you will answer for your home someday. You will answer for God, before God uh, someday. So watch this. The wife is responsible, the whole family is responsible to God, but the wife is responsible through her husband, and the children are responsible through through dad and mom. So it goes children, dad, mom. They're responsible to God through them. But the man is responsible to God directly. So watch this. If you've ever had to deal with a situation with multiple people, the ones lower on the totem pole you may deal with first because you're not dealing much. Okay, yeah, 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 okay, wrong. Don't do that again, go. Now where's your boss? Come here, boss. Why'd you let that happen? Well, because of this. Okay, this, this, and this. Where's your supervisor? He's back All right, you get in here. And I'm going to spend about 30 minutes with you because Bubba, you should, you know, you see what I mean? So, so here, here's the deal. The, the order in judgment reveals the order and responsibility toward God for the home. We're talking about the home here tonight. Right. How many have been, have been watching or maybe you've been listening to uh, some some of the some of the fallout with Harvard University, yeah. You see, there's a, there's a chain there as well. The students were out there uh, yelling death to the Jews, right? And of course, that kind of gets dealt with, and, and and that's not right, right? And they're still probably out there, but it's not right. But then the professors were allowing it, and it kind of moving up the chain. And some professors maybe they got in trouble. Maybe they said, well, why didn't you do something about this? But what comes after the professors? Well, the president of the college. What happened to the president of the college? Well, they didn't just, she didn't get talked to like the professors did and maybe yapped up like the kids did. She got drugged before Congress for a long time, right? And said some really dumb stuff. And now she's, well, she's not really out of a job. She's still making what she always made. Anyway, I don't, anyway. So you see what I mean? The, the, listen, the one who has the most responsibility ends up answering last and longest. So watch this here. God starts with the wives because they don't bear the brunt of the responsibility like the man does. You're like, you women, you should be like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. See, watch, Adam got the word directly from God and he chose to sin. Eve got it through Adam and was deceived. Right? But Adam just sat there and watched it all go on. Right? And so God dealt with the serpent, then he called Eve in, and then he dealt with Adam. Right? And so the text is going to deal with husbands tonight. It's going to deal with husbands after the wives because the husband has the greater responsibility in the home. Yeah. So watch this, wives. The text is going to address you for four verses. <laughs> It's going to deal with the husband last and longer for nine verses. So this is, why did I lay all this out? Because you should be happy about this, okay? This is good. Are you happy? Amen. Hey, Jim, you're not a wife? <laughs> Amen, I like that, good job. So there's order in the home. There is even order in the way God deals 
with how he uh, uh, deals with, with the order in the home, right? And so there's order in the home. And secondly, there's submission. Look what it says here. Wives, submit yourselves. Remember, don't forget this. Submission is an outflow of walking in the Spirit. Right? If you're walking in the Spirit, you're going to live in submission. I like what Warren Worsby said. He said, it is the power from within, not the pressure from without, that holds the church and the home together. It's the power from within. No, it's not the overbearing, you will submit. Right? No, that's, not, that's not what holds it together. It's the power of the working of the Spirit of God, right? The, of the one walking in the Spirit of God that has a heart and a desire to love God and serve God. Watch this and trust God. Uh, wives, when you, when you live in submission to your husband, you are living in a place of trust and reliance on God. Yeah, That's why it's a heart issue. That's why it is a spirit walking in the Spirit issue. So submission is not only a heart, issue, a heart command condition, but it, it is a command. It's not optional. Right? It's not optional. It, it, it's, it's, it is plain here. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband. That word submit means to place under in an orderly fashion. If you like, if you like language, if you like uh, um, definitions, and if you like, you know tenses and all this stuff, this is in the passive voice. You know what that means? I know, I had to look it up too. It means it's voluntary. This is voluntary. It's commanded, hey, how, can, I, can I ask you this? How much does God force you to do anything? He doesn't. Now, I, I like the old song by Howard Jewell, right? He does not compel me to go against his will, but he sure makes me willing to go, right? <laughs> and uh, I won't sing it tonight. But uh, no, he doesn't force you. Like one individual said, he doesn't drag anybody kicking and screaming into heaven. He doesn't force. This word here, the very word of submit means to place under in an orderly fashion voluntarily. How do you voluntarily submit? When you're walking in the Spirit you'll be able to voluntarily submit to the authority that is in your lives. You will choose to place yourself under your husband, and you're only going to do it when you're walking in the Spirit. You're like, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, because we're knuckleheads. Sometimes we're wrong. Martin's not. But sometimes some of us other ones are wrong. Have you ever looked back and thought, boy, I'd... Drag the family through some really weird stuff. Yes. Job changes and this and that. And, you know, you're like, oh, that wasn't real bright. <laughs> yeah. You know how you do that, ladies? Well, when you're walking the Spirit, trusting the Lord. You trust Him. You're like, Lord, you know, He's being really stupid right now. Right? <laughs> Notice this under your own husbands. This makes things a lot simpler. Under your own husbands. You know, we understand pastoral authority. We understand that. We do. But no wife is obligated to order herself under any other husband. It would be unbiblical. It would be ungodly. It wouldn't be right. She orders herself under her own 
her own husband. Your husband, no, your husband offers direction for your life. He determines the direction for the home. He leads in the raising of the family, right? I don't care what some self-help guru says, okay, tonight. Your responsibility to God is through your husband only. That is it. I remember years ago, I went to a, a church when I was younger with my brother, and there was a, a guest pastor that was in there, and he gave it, He was talking about, you know, just doing what God says, and who cares what the world says? You just do what God says, and he gave an illustration, and it was a lady that was in the church. She was newly saved, I guess in his church somewhere, wherever he was pastoring, <clears throat> newly saved, and she says, my husband does not want me going to church. I mean, listen, friend, I was not saved. I was... Uh, 17 years old, right? And I'm listening to the story. And he says, he said, I told that lady, you go anyway. And I'm thinking, really? That doesn't really sound right to me. I didn't know. I look now and I'm like, I don't know how wise that is. Well, wouldn't she, shouldn't she be in church? Well, you know, there'll also be one by your chase conversation. Yeah. We have a friend, don't we, Miss Powell? She's long passed away. She got saved, her husband was unsaved, and she'd want to go to church. You know what Miss Powell did? Every Sunday, she said, George, do you mind if I go to church today? And she meant it. If he said no, she would have stayed home. And he'd say, no, that's fine, that's fine. She said, you know what he did one day? He got dressed and came with me. Finally, he got saved. Faithful in the church. Oh, what a wonder. I'm telling you, listen, just follow the word of God. Follow the book. Be, ladies, be, be submissive. Be, uh, be in submission unto yourselves, unto your own husbands. Look at this. As unto the Lord. That'll make it easier. <laughs> That'll make it easier. You're doing it for Him. It's a labor of love for the Lord. It's a labor of trust for Him. Absolutely. I'm not talking about illegal stuff, okay? Well, my husband told me we're going to be selling meth this week, so I've got to go out and make the deliveries. Uh, I, come on. I don't even know where I came up with that. That was a good one. But that's, not, that's not what we're talking about. Right. As unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. Notice verse 23. The husband's the head of the wife. The husband is the head of the wife. For, as the, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and the savior of the body. And so here in verse 23, just as there is one head of the church, here it is again, there's only one head in the home. No, I know. Uh, we're, I, I, I know a lot of this we're talking about, uh, homes that are just in, in order and the husband has a heart for God and the wife has a heart for God and they're raising children in, in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. I know we're talking about a little more of a, uh, of a, of a nicer setting and I don't, I'm not quite going to delve in tonight to how you operate in a home where there's, where there's uh, unequally yoked and things going different directions here tonight. But uh, I'm speaking in general here uh, of the saved. The husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church is one head. One head. Speaks really to two issues going on here. Number one, the wife isn't the head. That's out of order. Watch. And it does damage not only to her, but it does damage to the whole, whole family. Right? 
It, it absolutely does. The wife is not the head. But here's the second thing it's showing here. Here's another issue that we already dealt with this, but nobody else's husband is the head. There's one head in the home. There's just one, right? And uh, we could spend time on how uh, other people's other heads get brought into the home in different ways and, and different authorities get brought in. And we're not going to talk about that tonight. But listen, this, this is the fact of the matter is anything that has two heads, you know what it is? It's a freak. <laughs> it's messed up. It's a freak of nature. You ever seen those photos with the, the two-headed cows? Man, that's creepy. I wouldn't even want to eat the hamburger off that thing. Well, maybe I would. But it's just creepy looking, right? You know, it's like, oh, that's, yeah. It's not right. One head. Christ is the head of the church. Absolutely. Notice this here. He's the head of the as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. I am not going to delve into that tonight. It's beautiful there. But look at verse 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be subject unto their own husbands in everything. So we, there's another thing going on here tonight in this passage, which is submission. Submission is not inferiority. Submission doesn't mean you're inferior, right? Now, you see on a football team, and every position is needed, right? You need a quarterback. You need, you need the running back. You need the tight ends. You need the cornerbacks. You need all of these positions. They're not really necessarily inferior one to the other. Now, the position I played was, I mean, I played left out. But uh, most, if you're on the team, though, you're, you're not inferior, right? There, there's a, everybody has a job. Some may get more recognition, but the one that gets more recognition, I'm telling you what, they'll go, no, it's not just me. It's when I'm throwing pass. The quarterback usually gets all the recognition, right? But he says, no, I'm telling you, when I'm throwing the pass, they still got to catch it. And they're awesome at timing. They're awesome at getting there when I'm there. They're awesome at following the pattern. They're great at the, I mean, just, I'm telling you, they know, they know. They may get a lot of accolades, but they know there's way more into it. They're not inferior, not at all, just a different position. 1 Corinthians 11.3, the Bible says, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Is there inferiority within the Godhead? No. That's easy. There's not. You notice the, 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 the connection here in 1 Corinthians 11.3. The head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God is a chain of command. There's order here. It is, listen, there is no inferiority here at all. It is actually the opposite. When people, listen, when people are in, in, in operating in the positions that God has created them to operate in, there is great, great power. There's great power. Absolutely. So we see order, number one. We see submission, Number two, but number three, we see a picture. And here it is in verse 24. I just read it for you. That word subject, see it? Therefore, as Christ is subject, I'm sorry, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ. Do you know what that word subject means? It's the same word as the word submit. It's the same thing. To order under, to subordinate by choice. 
Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ. Hey, are there times when churches don't put themselves under the headship of Christ? Yes. And sometimes it, it lasts so long that as Jesus warned in Revelation, you better be careful because I'll take your candlestick. You, you better be careful because I, I may have to come in and Ichabod may have to go over the door and I might close it down, right? No, listen, it's, it's a voluntary submission. Crimson Avenue Baptist Church should have a heart and a desire to voluntarily uh, put ourselves under the headship of Jesus Christ. What, it mean, what does that mean? We are following you, you're not following us, Right? And that's what we should do. It is the same thing within the home. So watch this. It is a picture. The home is a type and a picture of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is. Notice what he says. In everything. In everything. Hmm. Are you sure? Everything? Yeah. Everything. No, I, I know there's guys out there that are not spiritually minded. They think they are, but they're not. And they take this to really weird places, right? No, no, they're just absolute monsters and control freaks, right? That's not, right? If you, if you truly love something, I mean, come on. You're all for somebody's autonomy to, to live their life, right? And to, be in, and to enjoy their life and things that way. But, but when a man and a woman become one flesh... Why does it say everything? Because when we become one flesh, uh, every aspect of their life is connected one to another. Once you get married, you don't say, well, this is still my life and that can be yours. Right? This is still me and that can be you. No, no, it all comes together. Right? It all comes together. I mean, the pendulum swing, of the, the bad thing of this is, is if you come to the marriage and these, they're out there that say, oh, we have an open marriage. How wicked. Right? What are you saying? Well, we're not one flesh. We're married, but we're not one flesh. And I'm going to still do what I want to do, and she's going to do what she wants to do. And, uh, well, yeah, you've got chaos, and, yeah, you have a lot of issues. But we're one flesh when you get married. And so there should be no aspect of our life that operates outside of the marriage. Right? So that's why everything, everything comes under the umbrella of submission, right, to the authority and to the head of the home, just as the church is subject to Christ in everything. But I want to show you a second little application note here. Verse 24, again, Therefore as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. There, there's, there's a secondary application here, really. Living outside of the membership of the body is to live outside of the rule of Christ. The church is under the headship of Christ. You know what's foreign in the New Testament? Being saved and not attached to a body. Yeah. And so it's imperative that we're attached to a body. If you're watching online and, you know, uh, I know there are those that watch and I'm thankful for that. And I know of some that we're trying to help find a local assembly where they live and they're trying to find a church and they're having trouble. And I know there are some that watch. Uh, listen, let me just encourage you, find a body to be attached to. 
Find a body to be attached to because it is there when you, where you come under, voluntarily put yourself under the subjection of the headship of Christ. It's within the body of the church. And so we see here that there is order in the home. We see there that there is submission in the home. And the wives are to submit themselves to the one head of the home, which is on the earthly home, which is the husband. And we saw here thirdly that it pictures, it pictures the, the relationship of Christ and His bride. It is a picture of God and the church, the Lord Jesus Christ and His church. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Your own husbands. Do you not think there's enough evidence in the world today that living contrary to this doesn't work? Let me give you some closing thoughts to think about. Just as the church is not degraded by submitting to Christ, the wife is not degraded by submitting to her husband. It's not a degrading thing. No, a husband who's not walking in the spirit or in love for his wife or in love for his head may, be, may at, look at the position as may act towards that position in a degrading way, but, it, that, but it's not. He's got a problem. And next week, ladies, we've got nine verses to deal with that. Unless I put it off for a few weeks. We'll see. But just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. But it's, not, it's not degrading. It's, listen, it's the church's glory to submit to Christ. And it's a wife's glory to submit to her husband. It really is. Number two, I want to show you this. The context of chapter 5 is the joy of being filled with the Spirit. If she, if the wife is walking in the Spirit, the wife's, husband, the wife's submission to her husband is not a cross to, pe- to bear. It is a path of joy if she'll walk it. If she'll walk it. It's a path of joy. Now I want to show you one last thing. The word submit. That word submit. It has another meaning to it. And I like this. The word submit means, also it means, is it, it was used to describe the arrangement of military implements. You know, cannons. Catapults, whatever, tanks. It was used to describe the arrangement of military implements on a battlefield so you could engage in battle and win a war. All right. You see that? Can I tell you something? Watch. The home needs to be arranged in God's way to be effective against Satan. Submission. Submission. The, the arrangement by voluntary submission is a weapon against the onslaughts of Satan. And just as Jesus told uh, Peter, you know, Peter, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. I'm telling you, don't think that your home isn't a target of Satan. It absolutely is. 
And if he can get in at the breakdown of the chain of command, I'm telling you, if the chain of command is there and the order is right and the husband is submitting to God and the wife is submitting to the husband and the children are submitting to parents, I'm telling you, that is one of the most powerful battlements against Satan. It really is. But you've known this as well. When the home is blown up, almost invariably, it's because it's out of order. It's out of order. And one of the first places it starts, the first place it begins, is at the head. All right? And it works down from there. And so, the home needs to be arranged in that way. Wives, it's imperative that you believe God. It's imperative that you reject the world. Their batting record is zero, right? Why would we listen to them? It's like, it's like, I like cars. It's like Lexus pulling out the old microfiche information of Yugo and trying to figure out if they can figure out something nice to add to their Lexus. Come on, what a worthless endeavor that, Micah, you don't know what the Yugo is, do you? (laughs) we're getting old it was a colossal failure okay especially watching him driving around it was right up there with the lacar right remember that one was that renault yeah oh was that was that okay and uh no no listen lexus or or bmw or lamborghini or whatever the the higher they're not going to go look and and see well how could we better our car why would we go to the world and try to figure out how we could do things better they're messed up yeah and the reason our the the homes of christians are messed up because they've adopted the world yeah it's an I'm, i'm trying to be encouraging tonight i hope it is submit to god we're all supposed to submit Right? We submit within our position that God has placed us. Right? And so we need to. You may be here and say, well, I'm not even married. Do you know you're around people who are married? Do you know you're around Christians whose homes are all in a mess? Do you know you need to be prepared to give every man an answer, as the Bible says, of the hope which lieth within you? You need to be ready. You need to be prepared as well. When somebody says, well, I don't know this and I don't know that, to where you can say, well, hey, you know, here's God's order. Why don't you try that? See how that goes. It's not just... This isn't one of these messages that it seems like about like, well... Doesn't affect me. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, doesn't bother me. Well, yeah, it does. It does affect you. It is. It is uh, useful in your life to know and to see, in an overarching way, order matters. The order matters. Submission. Wives submit unto your own husbands. Here's the question, really: Are you walking in the spirit? Are you walking in the spirit? Father, tonight I thank you. For a simple outline of the home, a simple outline of what works, uh, just of walking in the Spirit, living a life that just wants to be obedient to you.
Lord, I pray for those ladies that are married. Lord, they're either here or they're watching. And Father, they are bombarded by the world to do everything but submit. And Father, I pray you would help them and strengthen them and encourage them to walk in the Spirit and to live in a heart and an attitude of submission. I pray as we'll be looking in here in a, maybe next week of the role of us as husbands and our role as well in a role of submission too. And Father, would you help us tonight to shut the noise off around us and to get into your word and to live it and live it as unto you. Would you help us, God, tonight to walk in the Spirit? To walk in the Spirit. Well, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand tonight. The instrument's going to play. Those that are praying, maybe you need to spend some time with the Lord tonight. I don't know in what, for what area. Maybe the Lord has spoken to you something totally different. Not totally different, but something that was mentioned tonight. The Holy Spirit of God has tapped you about it. Maybe it's just an overall. Hey, maybe it's just an overall subject, and the overall subject of submission. Are you living a life of submission? Are you walking in the Spirit? Are you living a life as unto the Lord? Tell you what, why don't we take a seat just for a second. If you're not a member here, you